Welcome back to Over Here. My name is Nick Finzer, and today we are talking with the amazing tenor saxophonist, composer, Spanish-born, Amsterdam, quasi-resident, and overall good dude, Yuke Caceres. And he has a new record coming out September 28th that's called Sketches Overseas, kind of exploring some of the music and relationships that he's built in his time in New York. Uh, he's right now a part of the Artist Diploma Program at the Juilliard School, and uh, we first met about a year ago in trying to get his band into the studio uh, to try to make some music. So I was really excited that we were able to work it out with Uke. We were able to get some great videos of this session, so stay tuned to the YouTube channel for those. But for all those who want to stream just the music, you can see all of that starting September 28th. And with that, I'll let you get to know Uke and everything he's about, his band, and sketches overseas right now. Well, I just want to welcome to the podcast Uke. Uke, can you tell us your last name? Because I always mispronounce it. It's so good. My last name is Casares. It's with a C, but actually the sound is like a K, but it's Casares. Casares. Well, Yuk yeah. has just uh, finished putting together an album called Sketches Overseas, and we're here today to chat a little bit about that. So welcome, Yuk, and uh, why don't you introduce yourself and let everybody know uh, what you're up to in New York these days. Well, um, yeah, my name is Yuk Casares, and I'm from Barcelona. But I happen to be a jazz musician, so at some point I had to come to New York. <laughs> and I never, yeah. So so finally, um, I got I got the chance to come here, spend more than the typical tourist three months. That is, my 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 chance is, um, I'm part of this program at Juilliard called the Artist Diploma. So I got to spend two years here, and while. I happen to be in New York. I, I, I happen also to connect with musicians that that they blew my mind. So I ha I was like, okay, I got to write some music and record it with these people because they are incredible. So this happened a little bit like this. Yeah, I mean, the band is amazing on on the record. Do you want to tell everybody who's on it? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, so the rhythm section for to start is is actually the rhythm section that I play every week here at Juilliard. That they are. Incredible musicians. It's Francesco Chinillo on drums and Mark Lewandowski. Francesco's from Naples and Mark Lewandowski on bass is from London, or at least he was based on London before coming here. And then we have Addison Fry from Kansas City. And they never played together. And then when they played together for the first time, it was incredible already. So I was like, okay, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? And then after, after. So, um, and then I, in the record, there are two, Philip Dizek on trumpet and Joel Ross on vibes. And both of them, I met, I met them through other people. Um, I met Philip because he would play uh, Ben van Helder's My Dutch Friend CD. And I love that album. Is This album is called Among Verticals. And I love Ben, but I, I especially love that album. And Philip Dizek was in it. So I heard the name of Philip Dizek, but until that CD... I was like, wow, this, this is incredible. And I happened to run into him several times in New York. So at some point I was like, yo, Philip, um, do you want to play this music? It would be an honor. And same same goes for Joel Ross. Joel Ross um, showed up in Amsterdam with some all-star band from New School. And he just killed it. I was like, who is this dude? <laughs> and, then, and, then, yeah. and then in New York, it just happened to... 
see him playing many times. We got to hang a little bit, and then after that, I was like, Joel, you want to lay some vibes? And he certainly did. <laughs> so, he certainly did. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So let's back up for a little bit before we kind of circle back to the record okay. and the music. Let's, how did you get into playing jazz in the first place in Barcelona? Yeah. Um, well, this one is easy because my dad is a jazz musician. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of the few of his generation in, in Barcelona and, well, in general in Spain, it was a little bit trickier than other countries in Europe to hear jazz music just because there was this dictatorship from 39 till 75 was this dictatorship, Franco, mm-hmm. this general, whatever. But the thing is that the country was almost closed to everything from outside. So unlike other countries in Europe, like Denmark or Holland, we wouldn't have any Americans visiting or like showing us what the modern music was. So there was like this kind of opening in the 70s, but nobody would play jazz. And then my, my dad generation was like the almost like the second generation that they would play some jazz, like everything by ear and no schools and, well, you know. So that was really, that was really, I mean, for me, it's really, it's kind of weird because I'm from Barcelona, but at the same time, um, jazz music is super natural. I just heard it all my life in my, in, in my parents' place. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And before you came to New York, I think you spent a good amount of time in Amsterdam. Is that that's right? I, I did. I I lived five years in Amsterdam. I did my undergrad in Barcelona, but then I moved to Amsterdam to to my masters, and then I just stayed there. And Amsterdam scene was already very different than Barcelona, just because of this. Um, well, they're like a they're a country like like if you go further north in Europe, you happen to encounter more opportunities and more government money in general so <laughs> so it's like cu- cultural stuff is better so in amsterdam it was great um and i met a lot of musicians and i saw a lot of concerts of americans that they would come there so that was incredible and i got my first chance to come to the united states through amsterdam when i spent one semester in temple university in philadelphia oh wow with I the coach yeah and that was great and then i went back to amsterdam and after three years it was Juilliard time. <laughs> <laughs> so did you come, you took some time off before or did you come straight from? No, I took, I took some, so I did my undergrad and then my master's and then I was 22 and I was like, okay, well, what now? Yeah, and right. I just stayed, I, I stayed in Amsterdam because I had so, I had so many stuff to practice, of course, like everybody, but then I could have that time. And I and I got this job opportunity. I I taught two years in this conservatory in Mallorca. Mallorca is one is one island in the middle of Mediterranean Sea that belongs to Spain. So I would fly there every two weeks, teach one full day, and go back to Amsterdam. That I did that for two years. That was kind of crazy, but it allowed me to save money for the move. Totally <laughs> to New York. I'm still living on that money, so. Gotcha. That's cool. So yeah. what kind of, what got you interested in, uh, well, I know, obviously, the allure of New York, but specifically to do the Juilliard program? I mean, if I have to be completely honest, um, it's basically, I mean, it's the only program in New York that I know of, or one of the few that it's tuition fee less. Mm-hmm. So 
so I, I could afford it. I mean, it's different because um, culturally speaking, in Europe, I wouldn't say families are ready to save money from the very beginning of your life to just go to college. Mm-hmm. So so we, we go by, by ourselves, and of course, we cannot really afford an American university. So this opportunity was great because I didn't have to pay tuition fee. But at the same time, I kind of checked the people that they went to Julia and they did the program and stuff. I was like, okay, I'm not getting in. Like, no way, you know. Yeah. But I kind of I kind of practiced really hard for for um, for like yeah a year and a half two years because I knew that I could do that I that I would love to do it and then I showed up at the audition and everything was different than I than I thought but I don't know how but I I happened to got in I don't know. <laughs> it's because you played great. That's why. Well, thank you, Nick. <laughs> Amazing, man. Um, so, oh, you're at Juilliard now. I can hear the trombone in the background. Oh, yeah. I'm in a practice room. I just got here. Biking from Washington Heights. Oh, man. That's a long ways. I know. <laughs> wow. Good for you. So yeah. now that you've spent some time in New York, I guess this is kind of a, you know, I'm super interested in this question. But how would you describe, like, how are the scenes different from, like, Barcelona to Amsterdam to New York? Like, just the vibe of the music, the scene? Well, um, it's crazy because without being in New York, you're pretty much in New York all the time through a screen. I would say that nowadays, well, it's funny always like this, but the scene in New York is the most international one just because all the musicians that everybody admires worldwide, most of them, they're here. So everybody is kind of, I mean, everybody that is a little bit connected is actually following New York's scene. So, so for me, for me, it was, um, I don't know, like most of the people that I saw live when I moved here, I already checked them before. So it's kind of crazy. It's like going into, for me, last year, I would describe it that I would live inside YouTube. Everything I would, I would see through YouTube. Now, now I would see it live. (laughs) So it felt a little bit like this, but now this year is a little bit different because I'm actually meeting some people that they are really important in the scene, but maybe they're not the most famous people or like the youngest or you're meeting some, or I'm, I'm meeting some elders that they still alive and you don't really see them, but then you realize that you live in the same city than them and they, you've been listening to so many records of them. So when you happen to meet these people, then everything gets like a new dimension, you know, like you're in front of George Coleman and you heard this, my funny Valentine or life in Europe thousands of times and suddenly he's there. Right. So this is completely, I mean, it's, it's insane. And this, I mean, and this is the only place in the world that you actually can witness that. Sure. So, yeah, this is my, yeah. Yeah. So I, what's your plan when you get finished? You're in your second year of the artist diploma. So what are you going to do after yeah, this year? So um, there are several con- considerations to make. Um, legally speaking, I can apply for another year of, of for the extension of the student visa mm-hmm. if I don't really want to go through all the paperwork because this is the main issue for people that they are not from the United States. More than, I would say that more than life in general, I don't know. Like the legal procedure is really hard to just stay, mm-hmm. and you have to see it really clear, right? Because I'm not gonna lie to myself. Um, my life 
I mean, I can sustain myself if I'm there. Um, I'm trying to do it here now, and it's starting to work, but it's it's. I mean, it's slow. It's it's really slow, right? Yeah. So if I if I if I have this feeling of of well, I mean, the greatest city for music in the world, and I love it, and I see so many concerts and great shows every day and every night, and I can go everywhere. But actually, I don't really feel I'm 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 I'm, I'm real like a real part of the scene, like I. Like I feel I was in Amsterdam, Barcelona. Then I'm, I might just go back, maybe. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, um, I love I love it here, and I love the music here, and it's really inspiring. And many people kick my butt every night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is, I mean, this is the stuff that I like the most. So I would say that I don't, I don't really know. I would like to make, um, I don't know. I, I would like to write some music and play with people from here. Mm-hmm. So if I if I can do it here, I'll do it here. And if not, I'm gonna try to bring on people there. I don't know. I have I have to I have to see it this year. Yeah, I think they I think that scene is kind of more global than it's ever been, and just kind of like you can be there and still interact with people in New York and have them play with you. You know, that's it. It looks like um, it definitely looks like this. Um, talking about Ben van Helder. He lived in New York for 10 years, I think, and then he moved back, and now he's in Amsterdam. But of course, he's in incredible shape, writing new music, playing incredible with great musicians from there. I'm from here, and it doesn't look like he... I mean, he is, like he, his person is really inspiring to me because he went back, but he's still in the greatest shape artistically and and uh, musically speaking so why not it's sure it's a, it's a move too yeah man yeah no it's a lot to think about if people don't know about how difficult it is to like get an artist visa i can attest only from seeing a few people's paperwork how incredibly time consuming it has got to be to do all of that stuff it's crazy it's crazy it's crazy it's really crazy but all right let's turn back to the record now and so you told us who's on the record, so can you tell us a little bit about the concept for the music? It's like to me, it has a really great you know flow to all of it together. Oh, that's great! I like that. Um, if I have to be honest, I didn't think in a, like a um, linear story or something. Um, I would say conceptually, it's actually a jazz album. Mm-hmm. I mean. And then I record these tunes. And I wrote tunes for this album. I'm not, it's not like stuff that I had in my closet and then I just like put it there. No, no. I mean, the music is actually written for these people and it's actually written for this session. Mm-hmm. But it's not like a story or anything. Sure. It's true that I try to put it in a in a, in a in organic way. And even if some tunes are really different than the others, I think conceptually speaking, just because of the musicians, they sound pretty much cohesive. Mm-hmm. And also there is like an introduction and the album finishes with a duo tune. So it's actually, it's a, it, I mean, it's, it's thought the cohesion of the album, but I wouldn't say, I, I wouldn't say it's not, it's like a, like a um, play or anything. It's just sure. a jazz album. Yeah. But so when you started writing for Philip and uh, Philip and for Joel, like what were some of the things you were thinking about to take advantage of? Oh, um, I had their sounds in my mind. And then I thought that the vibraphone is actually a really, it has a vast range. So he actually could play low 
And then I figured that if I would write like 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 I would write for a sextet, like three horns, it would sound actually great because you would have one of the horns that now is a vibraphone playing some of the playing playing the third voice down there. But at the same time, he would be able to comp, and at the same time, he would be able to create different textures. It's like a it's like a um, I would say it's like three instruments in one, right? Because you have the you have the melodic approach that he could be actually like a horn player, but then at the same time he he could come, so he could be like a like a piano player, like a Fender Rhodes maybe. Mm-hmm. And then it has the percussive aspect. It's like a second drummer sometimes. He he really apports to the groove, and especially Joel. I think Joel has like a um, one of the most incredible rhythmic approaches in the world right now. So so it's like a guy. It's like a, an instrument that that gives you three things instead of one, and then Philip, um, I was just amazed by his sound. And then, since his vocabulary is so unique, I felt like, wow, this could just transform my music, right? And it's and it's it's not just people that they play good, but it's just people that they inspire me. Like I would actually transcribe a solo, <laughs> uh, yeah, of, of my record, but not mine. There, you know? like, <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah. And then yeah, I don't know. And my writing, I'm um, I don't know if, but my writing is just um, a bunch of influences in me. I kind of listen to lots of different stuff, mm-hmm. but but I listen to mainly jazz. It's just I don't listen to just one period of jazz, but I try to listen to a lot of different things. I don't know. And, and then the teams, they just come that way. Um, at some point in my life, I thought about what it make it what it makes it sound like jazz or what it makes it sound like non jazz but then when i when i arrived to juilliard <laughs> um here at juilliard i would say they have um uh a different not a different but a very specific concept mm-hmm. of this music that i actually agree with so 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 uh, so then i thought that my music maybe it was just music instead of jazz and then I shouldn't have to worry if it sounds like jazz or not because since I'm a jazz musician it would sound like jazz anyway even if I if I did if I didn't want to so 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 in this album I try to write music that is not consciously jazz from a conceptual from a compositional conceptual point of view but then it sounds like just sonic speaking I don't know I kind of relate to, not in the terminology, but re- I relate to Nicholas Payton when he um, puts all the um, all the Afro-American lineage under one name, mm-hmm. Bam, because then it allows me to just um, combine all this music that I heard and make it solid, you know, <laughs> make it yeah. like one thing. Of course, yeah, I know what you mean. And I know what you yeah. mean about the, you know, specific ideas. And that's, you know, that's a whole, I suppose, other conversation. <laughs> Maybe we can get into some other time. So why don't yeah. you, what's the best place for people to connect with you and find you online and see what you're up to? Oh, yeah. Um, so I, I remodeled my website one week ago. 
So now everything is um, everything is there, and they can find me through there. But if not, I, I got a Facebook page that mm -hmm. I check regularly, and and while I'm in New York, they can see me hanging almost every night because I love to go to concerts. <laughs> so they can connect me in person. I think yeah. that is actually really modern in these days. I know, right? But <laughs> but if not, I'm I'm available through the through social media. I got an Instagram account and everything. So what's yeah. uh, what's your website address so people can find it? Oh, it's um the it's yukazares.com. It's l l u c c a s a r e s dot com. And then the same thing goes for Facebook and Instagram. It's mm -hmm. just my name, yukazares. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, man, thanks for taking some time to chat today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Nick. It was great, and I hope this music gets to the ears of some people. I don't know. I recorded with intention that actually somebody listens to it. <laughs> I know it's an album, and nowadays albums are like things of the past, but I truly expect people to listen to it and give me feedback of any kind. I would love to. So, yeah. Amazing. So there's our conversation with Yuke. You can find his album on his website. You can find it on Spotify. You can find it on Apple Music, whatever is your preferred venue to download music, to stream music. And uh, we're so glad you could join us on Over Here. We have lots of great things happening this fall, fall 2018, as well as into the new year 2019. So stay tuned here. We have a new podcast each and every week. Subscribe on iTunes, leave us a review if you feel so inclined, and be sure that you're checking out the YouTube channel because that's where we're posting everything uh, as well as on Facebook. So those are the main places to find and follow all of the outside in music artists. Uh, there's so many great things happening. I don't even know where to start. So thanks for being here. Hope you'll check out a lot more of our artists, and we'll see you back here in a week. <laughs>